Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Content and Caffeine. I'm actually really excited for you guys to listen to this one. A couple of times during the recording, my guest Mohammed Arshad, who is the co-founder of Life Digital, which is a uh, growth and demand generation agency, he blew my mind a couple of times. He took me on a couple of little journeys um, using metaphors and stories, uh, which actually plays a part in this, in this episode as well in terms of what we talk about. Uh, and he, he really led me down a couple of paths and, you know, at first, I wasn't sure where he was heading, but then when it all came together, it made total sense and it really helped me understand a couple of uh, insightful points. And I think it's going to help you guys understand some interesting points too. We talk a lot about human-to-human communication, uh, how that how that should come about in a context of a content marketing funnel and sort of that, that period when the content marketing funnel merges into the sales funnel and the sales team t- takes over. What should that look like? What should happen? How should the sales team approach that with the content that they've, um, you know, knowing that the the uh, lead has already consumed some content and perhaps hasn't consumed all the content that's relevant to them? How should they go about that? How should they go about building trust? How should they go about building uh, an identity for the brand at that stage? Muhammad goes into this stuff in, in great detail. And like I said, with some really cool metaphors that help you understand, you know, how to approach this. Have a listen, guys. There are some serious gems and nuggets in this one. The only thing I will say is, unfortunately, because of my mistake, I wasn't able to record the first couple of minutes. So we missed the whole what's your favorite coffee thing. But, you know, I think that the uh, the, the juiciest parts definitely are still there. So we're going to jump straight into talking about the uh, the most important bit. So I hope you really enjoy this episode and I'll see you again very, very soon. Okay, so Mohammed, you're I know you're a big proponent of uh, human-to-human communication, and obviously you guys are, you're in the, the growth, the growth and demand generation business. Um, I want you to give me sort of your perspective on on where the value lies there, because some companies they just sort of throw content and, and throw messaging and branding at their target audience from a distance, you know, and they don't actually focus on what happens after that. So maybe you can give me some uh, on background uh, background how you got into this and and, and how you found the value. Uh, and what you recommend uh, other companies do when it comes to sort of the human, human to human communication part of the, the the sales funnel? Sure, that's that's a big load of information there. So let me just start by telling you a little bit uh, about how I got into this because you know today sales is like seen as a dirty word in some circles, right? So um, it's it's hard for certain people to keep them call themselves salespeople. I think it's to do with the whole car salesmanship, dodgy cars and selling and all of that. Um, But for me, I I want to tell you a bit of a story that I I remember sitting in front of Wembley Stadium uh, just near the station. I was in a car with my dad and I said to my dad, look, uh, I'm going for this job interview because I didn't know what to do. I just graduated. And I said, if I don't get this job, I'm going to do a master's because if you don't know what to do, then just go and learn and more and stuff. So anyway, I ended up getting that job. Um, and it was a sales position for a company called Xerox. They invented the photocopier and other products and stuff. Um, And what was different about Xerox, because normally when you go into a sales job, what happens is that they will give you script, which is content, and they'll say, right, here's your script. Now go and speak to these people or call these people or meet these people, right? Now, what was really, really different about Xerox, and I'm so grateful today that I actually got that job, was that they didn't focus on selling like that. What they did is they looked at the customer psychology, right? And they started to teach you about how human beings work because they realized that it was all about taking the human being from being completely unaware 
of their product or their service to being a raving fan. And so they kind of built the whole psychology. It was very interesting because they outsourced their training to a company that specialized in training athletes. And so they viewed selling and content and things like this as being a high performance industry. And so in order to do that, they brought in this other coaching firm, which taught us exactly how to do this and understand the client in a way that I've never done before. Okay, interesting. So that, that is kind of where my journey started. But alongside that, I've been very fortunate because I was helping with a telephone helpline as well. So I was a, a counselor there for about five years. Um, and during that time, I was dealing with issues that the youth had, like uh, things like sexual abuse, dealing with self-harm, all these kind of like really, really difficult, tough things. But that really helped me because, again, it was all about communicating effectively. And at the heart of it, you know, you, you know content really, really well. And you know that when it gets down to it, it's all about the other person. Um, and that's kind of like how we, we are thinking in our business and how we approach things. It's very, very different to how most people are thinking about sales and business. Interesting. So, so, so let's say, for example, you're, um, you're helping a client sort of bring people through the sales funnel, right? So let's say they may have started from a PPC campaign. Um, where, does, where does content first and foremost fit into that? So should brands be thinking more about um, leading with content uh, the, at the very sort of uh, the surface level? And then if they are going to do that, where, at what stage should they transition to the human-to-human -human communication part? And what, what should that transition look like? Yeah, that's a good question. So content forms the foundation for everything. You know, as human beings, it's all about content. Um, and I want to give you a very, very short uh, example uh, of, of something, right? Is like, I want you to imagine that um, you're newly married and, you know, you're in a relationship with someone and you've just kind of entered into that relationship. Maybe it's the first time you've been married and you've been married for two or three months, right? Mm -hmm. And you come over to me and one of my friends, let's say my, my business partner, right? And you come to me and you say, look, you know what, I'm struggling with this relationship. And I say to you, you know what, Kaya, there was some uh, YouTube video I saw, maybe it'll help you. Okay, so that's what I say to you. Then you go to my business partner, let's say you go to Fessel and you say, Fessel, uh, you know, I've got this problem, what do I do? Now, if Fessel was to say to you, Kaya, I completely understand, I know how you feel. Like right now, you're entered into this relationship and you're probably feeling very confused and conflicted. Maybe you're wondering if you made the biggest mistake of your life because you want things to go well, but there's so much stress, there's so much pressure, there's all this kind of stuff going on and you're trying to make it work, but you're just confused and it's really, really difficult. But don't worry, you know what? I know the exact thing for you, right? Yep. Who are you more drawn to? Yeah, the, sec the second person. Why is that? Well, there was, there was, yeah, there was, there was more understanding, there was yeah. more... You know, he, he seemed to understand where, where, I, where I was coming from. He seemed, he, he almost seemed to be, you know, uh, insinuating that he had, he had been in, in a situation similar and that he'd found a way out. Exactly. And, and this, this taught me something very important when I learned this is that when I first started sales, I used to think that, uh, you know, if people understand my product, they'll buy from me. Right. So yeah. they understand the features. And sometimes, you know, when we're doing content, we're very feature heavy. So we're like, OK, look, if they understand my content, they'll buy from me. But I realize that people don't buy from you because they understand your product. They buy from you because they feel understood. Right. So of the example I just gave you between me and Fessel, even though I might have the better example, because Fessel showed you understanding and showed you that, you know, he cares and he knows you would rather go with his solution. 
You don't know which solution is better, but you want to go with his. And that's the power of content, that if you can get it to that level where the client feels understood, where they feel like you're on their side and you're providing a solution for them, which is as good as your communication, then you're going to produce raving fans. That is absolutely brilliant, honestly. I, I, I kind of, when you first started the, uh, the analogy, I was thinking, where is this going? <laughs> yeah. By the end, I was thinking, wow, that is actually a fantastic analogy. Because as you said, the, the, the solution itself wasn't even mentioned. So I no. didn't even know which solution, uh, you know, to, to, uh, there was nothing to compare. All I was, all I was comparing was how, how the solution, if, if any, was presented. And as you say, it's not necessarily, when it, when it comes to producing content, it's not necessarily about what can we say. Well, it's more about how can we say it and, and how can we do it in a way that addresses the reader's or the viewer's problem or the listener's problem. And how can we make them feel that we know what they're going through? We know the pain points and more importantly, we know the way out. So come and trust us, come and talk to us. I just think yeah. that's fantastic. And when it comes to actually writing content, this is, this is the kind of stuff that, that we deal with on a daily basis. You know, sometimes we work with a new client and, and the client is, is, is quite um, interested and, and, and invested in, what keywords we're talking about, what keywords we're doing, what, mm. what, fe what features are we talking about in the, in, the, in the content. And although that's important, although that's very important, it's also extremely important to talk about what you just said, which is, you know, actually under first and foremost, understanding uh, the, the customer and understanding their pain points and, and the target audience, and then writing content or producing video, video content or podcast content in a way that, like you say, um, shows them that you understand. And then you can talk about the product, then you can talk about the service a bit later on. Yeah, I mean, what, what you describe there is what I always tell customers and clients that you guys are putting the cart before the horse, right? Yeah. It's like me saying, okay, today, Kaya, we're going to build a house, right? And you're saying, okay, how long is it going to take? I say, well, it's going to take about nine months. And you're okay, you know, what the equivalent of someone saying, you know, how, how do we advertise on Facebook is the equivalent of someone not doing anything to build the house and going to Ikea to look for furniture, right? right? And so what we do, we do not take on any clients until we build the foundations, right? Because ultimately, it's the foundation of marketing that allows you to do sales, influence, communication, all of that effectively. So we always work with the client before we've done anything in terms of, you know, where should we advertise? What PPC should we do? We focus on their identity. Because ultimately, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get a transaction, Right? right now, even even if that, and I'm not talking about PPC or money only, right? Even the transaction of them taking time to read my content or consume it, that's mm -hmm. a transaction, right? So what a transaction requires is trust, right? If right. there's no trust, then the transaction cannot take place. There has to be trust or at least a perception of trust. Now, in order for us to trust somebody, how do we trust someone? Like if you if you met someone uh, and you've met them a few times, how do you come to a conclusion whether you trust that person, Kaya? Um, good question. It's a, it, it's a difficult one to answer just to the face of it. I mean, it depends. It, it's got something to do with what the, the analogy you mentioned earlier, but I suppose, there's, I don't know, there's, there's, there's all sorts of different factors. Um, yeah, so what factors would you person. consider? If, you, if you've got a guy, you've met him a couple of times, and I say, do you trust this guy, Kyle? How would you well, weigh well, it up well, in your well, mind? Well, first and foremost, honesty and authenticity. If, if I got the vibe that he was, you know, fake mm. in any sort of way, if he, was, yes. if, he was, if he was saying things that were obviously not true or saying things that were potentially not true, mm. uh, then that would probably be a big indicator for me. Just somebody who, who seemed to be themselves is, is somebody who I would trust. Very good. Okay, excellent. This is exactly the same situation with brands, right? Yeah. What you're basically saying is that if there was someone you're going to check if they're trustworthy or not, you'll look at their identity. Right. right. So you take a look at their words, their actions, the way they're acting, maybe what other people say about them. And together that forms an identity for you. 
right? So in order for the trust to be there, the identity needs to be there. Now, something else very interesting you said there was that, you know, if he's kind of authentic, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have this word in, in, in the UK, we say dodgy. And in the US, they say sketchy, right? Uh -huh. So if someone's dodgy or sketchy, what we mean by that is that something's not quite right. What yeah. we're talking about is alignment. And we're talking about congruency. Right. So if a brand or a person or content doesn't have congruency, then it seems inauthentic. And that lack of congruency in their identity actually affects the trust and it affects the transaction. So you can see this stuff goes really deep. And therefore, we always work with the client to get brand congruency in terms of their voice, in terms of the content they're producing and make sure it's in line. Because if I said to you right now, Kai, I, I really love football. And you said to me, OK, which football team do you support? And I say, well, I don't really support football team. And you're like, OK, which matches do you watch? And I'm like, I don't really watch football. <laughs> like, something's not right here. Right? Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what's happening with a lot of people's content and brand, that there's no congruency with their brand or their brand voice or the content they're producing. So it's all about bringing that alignment and that congruency because that will increase the trust. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic. Fantastic advice as well. Now, one of the last things I want to ask you is, um, so again, so with some of the clients that we work with, usually how it works is um, there's a marketing team and we become part of that marketing team. And then there's a sales team. Right. And there's very little there's a very little collaboration there from what we've seen. What usually will happen is that the marketing team will focus on bringing in people, making them MQLs, marketing qualified leads, and mm -hmm. eventually getting them to the stage where they're about to become an SQL or they do become an SQL, the sales qualified lead. And then they hand it over to the sales team. That's generally speaking, the transition. That's how it works. And there's nothing wrong with that. The problem, I think, and, and, what, I, and what I say to my clients as well, with the ones that uh, are in need of the, the advice is that the sales team is actually a goldmine for the marketing team. They're actually mm. the place, because the sales team is always talking to those SQLs, talking to potential uh, clients and customers, they are the most um, you know, authoritative um, you know, people within the company who know what the, who basically, they basically know what the marketing team is, are working so hard to figure out, which mm. is what, do, what, what does our target market want? What are their pain points? And how can we help? When sales teams all day, is, that's all they deal with. So, how, how do you propose that sales teams, you know, feed that, um, feed that information back and, and have that collaboration happening on a more regular basis? Mm. I think it's a fantastic topic because, again, now you're talking about alignment uh, as an organization internally. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and the way I tell people about this is that I want you to consider the way uh, you've got athletes that are running relay races. Okay. Right? So the way they run relay races and the ones that actually win like medals and stuff are the ones that are great at running, but even more important in a relay race where you've got three, four people like doing a hundred meters each, right, right? Is how they pass the baton on. Okay. Right? How do you pass it from one place to the other? Right. Okay. And that transition that makes all the difference in the winning and the losing. And so I think there's a massive alignment that needs to happen between, you know, marketing sales and even ops. Right. Um, yeah. And the key to all of that is feedback. Right. It's mm -hmm. about everyone sharing and feed, you know, giving feedback to each of the parts of the process. So one of the things that we do is that um, whenever I get uh, feedback internally, we always share it across. Like yesterday we were doing some we got some feedback from Holiday Inn. Uh, we just did some training for them uh, in terms of like marketing and all the kind of stuff that we do. Um, okay. And the feedback that we got, that's now going to be shared with all the team. And that's the same with all the kind of issues that people face. And so it, at the heart of it, it requires that mindset of constantly improvement. Like if you don't constantly want to improve this, 
then you're going to have this issue forever. But if everyone in the process understands the benefit of, you know, keep on improving, keep on changing things and tweaking it, then at the end of it, you're going to have an amazing result. So it's about feedback. It's about communication. And it's about having that mindset to constantly improve and that there's always ways to improve it. That's brilliant. Another mind-blowing analogy. I think that's I think that's like the third analogy you've dropped uh, in this podcast, and each one has just been great. But Kaya, that's there's a, there's another thing there. There's a really big lesson here that um, when you look at the uh, the actual research out there, it says that stories and analogies are 22 times more impactful and memorable than normal content. There you go. Right? I mean, so. Yeah. Whenever I talk, whenever I'm talking to clients and stuff, I always try and talk in analogies and stories because not only will they understand them better, but if I say to you in a, in a couple of months, like, do you remember my story about outside Wembley Park Station or Wembley Stadium? You'll remember exactly what happened. And so yeah. this is a huge thing that anyone that's doing content needs to grab onto. There's an amazing book called Made to Stick uh, by Chip Heath and Dan Heath, which is all about like making your content more sticky. It's one of the best books I've ever read. And if you're into content, you have to read it. Brilliant. That's a fantastic recommendation as well. And um, yes, storytelling, again, anybody who knows anything about content knows that the power of storytelling. I don't have a st- yeah. any statistics to hand, but other than the one you just mentioned. But yeah, brands telling stories about themselves, their history, where they want to be, how they want to help customers, how they've already helped customers. You know, think case, think case studies on steroids. Yeah. That's the kind of thing we need to see more of. And I think 100% correct there that you know, analogies have, have, have that greater impact and the stories have that greater impact. And I think people can, can see that even from just this podcast because I know I was impacted by those analogies. Mm. Mohammed, I think this has been fantastic. Uh, I think this, there's been some real good gems in there. How can people right. find you online and how can people find Life Digital? So if you just email us at grow at lifedigital.co, so that's grow at lifedigital.co, uh, and then you can get in touch with us. Uh, I'm really, really, I love speaking to people. I love adding value. There's a lot of times when we don't actually get to work with people because, you know, you've got smaller businesses and stuff, but I love speaking to people. I love adding value and giving advice. So anyone can come on there and just book a, a strategy call with us and, and we'll take the time out and they'll get lots of value from it. Amazing. Thanks very much for coming on today, Mohammed. No problem. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Kaya. Guys, thank you for listening to Content and Caffeine. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to share it with your friends and your colleagues. And please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or whichever app you're listening to us on. If you're looking for show notes, head over to wordify.co forward slash podcast. And I'll see you again next week.